Hello all, and welcome to the latest episode of the Horror Countdown Podcast. I'm your host, Don and Ellie, and with me tonight is my returning guest, Stephen Cunningham. Hello, Don. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, glad to uh, have you back on board. Uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, the last time we talked, so I figured we might as well uh, do it again this season. And uh, I figured it'd be, uh, I mean, we're kind of approaching the end of uh, January here. Uh, the holiday seasons are over. But um, as we're recording this, it's the uh, first week of December. And I figured what better way to do that than to do our top 10 Christmas horror films. So Absolutely. kind of uh, getting into the spirit of the holidays, getting into the uh, season and all that. But uh, yeah, let everybody know uh, a little bit about this and uh, what it means to you, how you formed your list and uh, all that kind of fun stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'll be completely honest for the longest time. I was a bit of a, a, I guess a Grinch when it comes to Christmas. Um, I've always been a little bummed cause it's like right after Halloween and, and everything. Uh, but Christmas horror is something that helped me kind of get into the season a little bit more and the holiday more. Um, I started learning more about like the origins and how spooky the origins can be and creepy with the ghost stories, um, and all that. Uh, so I, I have a really good big soft spot for uh, Christmas horror. Um, it's one of my favorite subgenres of horror. So um, it's the I think it's the perfect list for uh, for us, frankly, because I absolutely love it, and I know that you were looking forward to doing this. Yeah, um, I mean, as you heard from a, a season premiere episode a few weeks ago, um, I have a huge love of Christmas horror. Um, when you know, when we covered um, holiday horror in general, uh, I had a lot of Christmas horror on my list, which you, you know should be no surprise that uh, that's one of my favorites as well. I love the holidays. I love getting together, and I love the the spirit, the decor, and uh, just about everything that uh, takes place throughout the holidays. So I, I'm a big fan of a lot of these kinds of movies. And uh, I, I got some fun ones here. I'm not going to lie. This is a, a pretty fun list, and I, I think we're going to have a uh, pretty fun time here, just uh, like we did last time. So I agree. I don't think that there's any way that there couldn't be a fun Christmas horror list here, but I'm excited to hear your list. All right. Well, uh, then I guess let's uh, get started. So uh, my number 10 uh, should come as no surprise for that know me. Uh, those that have followed me for a while will know that this uh, entry should not necessarily be a shock at all. Uh, my number 10 is Santa Jaws. And I, I, I genuinely and I utterly I, I, I do really enjoy this movie. Um, for those that haven't seen it, no, it's not a uh, spoof of Jaws set during the holidays. It's about a uh, writer, you know, a, a kid who dreams of being a comic book artist, and he receives this magic uh, pen from his grandfather and inadvertently creates a, a Christmas-themed shark that runs around the community killing people. And it's up to him and his friends to have to stop it. So, yes, right off the bat, this is an Asylum-style Sharknado over-the-top kind of a genre fair. The creature is decked out with all kinds of, you know, baubles and ornamentations. I, you know, the fin has a Santa hat on it. The eyes are Christmas baubles. The, you know, bells that you put on the tree, the, the, the glazed circular balls, 
the entire thing is wrapped up in uh, fishing light and, you know, like the lights that you hang off of the house. And at one point later on in the film, it uh, gets stabbed in the head with a broken candy cane, and it uses that to uh, impale people later on as a unicorn horn. So it, it, it's over the top and ridiculous in the best way possible. And it's a shark movie. So, I mean, again, you, those who know me will know that this kind of a film has to be on this kind of a list. But I, I, I still really enjoy it. Uh, I think the holiday season is uh, incredibly appropriate and uh, it has a lot to like about it. And yeah, overall, it's just a goofy, fun, cheesy creature feature. And that's exactly what my uh, mindset is. That's exactly the kind of stuff I like. So number 10 for me is Santa Jaws. I have heard of it, but I've actually never seen it. That might be a first-time watch for me in uh, this coming season. Cool. Because uh, uh, I, I, I love shark movies, but I don't. I guess I just never gotten a chance to see it. Yeah, it's not exactly um, all that, you know, accessible. I think there's only like a few places we could rent it since it's, you know, it was originally made for sci-fi. It was one of the many films that premiered when they were doing Sharknado Week. So they were doing uh, the sequels. I think they started it on three. I think Mm. when Sharknado, when uh, Sharknado 3 was set to premiere, um that whole week so the monday before if my memory serves me right the monday the week before premiered would be a new feature so monday tuesday wednesday thursday and friday would be a new premiere saturday would be a double feature they would have two new movies on saturday and then sunday they would do an all-day marathon of the franchise leading up to the premiere of the new one I believe that was how the they I believe that was the process that they did. And they did that for three, four, five, and six. So they had an entire week of cheesy, crappy, low budget shark movies on the entire week. And this is one of them. I think it's either twenty fifteen or sixteen. So it was either the third or the fourth. I don't remember just because I'm not entirely as much as I was a fan of it during that time, that 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 part of it's still a little bit foggy and a little bit tricky to remember offhand. But I, I believe that was the case that they started doing it for three, and they they kept it up until the the franchise ended. But yeah, they they had like a whole bunch of like cheesy creep, you know, cheesy, you know, crappy shark movies. So like you know three and you know three headed shark attack and you know Mississippi River shark and zombie sharks and um, planet of the shark fire of the sharks and uh, you know stuff like that that they would just you know pump out all the time and that this was one of the films that uh, premiered there and it's it's been a favorite of mine ever since I saw it just because of its sheer ludicrousness mixed with the holiday you know aesthetic which I always like so oh yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. Mi- I love mixing an aesthetic too like that. I think it re- works really well. Well, yeah, it sounds like I'm gonna have to hunt that down and watch it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's all cheesy and crappy. So if that's not for you, don't worry about it. But yeah, if you're into this kind of thing, it should be right up your alley. So I'm kind of uh, intrigued where you stand on it. So yeah, we'll see. I'll I'll find it and watch it. So yeah, my number ten um, has, to my knowledge, three different names. Um, and the one that I know it as is Deadly Games from 1989, but I also believe it's called Game Over and Dial Code Santa Claus. Um, so this movie is kind of a horror action blend. Um, 
And there is no doubt that this movie uh, lended a lot of itself to what, you know, to a couple years later when Home Alone came out. Um, because the kid is very much an intelligent trap builder and inventor and all that stuff. Um, but it's it, besides that, it's just a, um, a psychopathic Santa Claus breaking in and dealing dealing with um, uh, this kid. And this kid is obviously going to outsmart him and everything. Um, so yeah, this is, this is just a really fun, I think it's a really fun watch. Um, and I always try to look for like Christmas, uh, horror that's outside of the United States. So this being made in France, um, helps put this on the list too. Nice. Uh, much like you with Santa Claus, this is one that, um, I, I had heard of maybe a few years ago. It was like the first time it came on my radar when the, they were talking about the, I, I believe it was a Blu-ray release. I want to say it was Vinegar Syndrome or maybe one of the subsidiaries that, uh, you know, because Vinegar Syndrome has like, you know, those like dozen or so like sister labels that it kind of distributes stuff for. I, I believe one of them put it out. But uh, yeah, I, I, I've yet to see it. And it's uh, one of those uh, missing holes in my genre watching is uh, this one here. Because, yeah, I, I know it's got like, uh, you know, like, um pair noel or some other name like that but yeah it's one that i haven't seen yet so i'm kind of curious to see where uh see what all the fuss is about yeah yeah I th- if you like if you like a kind of um schlocky home invasion mixed with christmas kind of thing you would probably like it and if you're if you're a fan of home alone but you want something a little maybe a little with a little more punch to it um this is this is your movie Cool. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely one that I'm going to put on my list, just like you're putting uh, mine on your list. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of uh, appropriate there. Perfect. <laughs> like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, moving on to my number nine. Uh, this one is an under-the-radar hidden gem that I don't know uh, many people that uh, ha- have seen this. But I- I'm a huge, huge fan of it, and uh, it- it's it- – it's- one that I, I really want more people to uh, find and uh, see for themselves. And it's a film called The Night Sitter. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, it came out in, I think, 2018 or 2019. I'm not, I, I, I don't remember. I think it was one of those where it came out where it was made one year and then sat on the shelf for like a year or two and then came out later or something like that. But, um <clears throat> I remember watching this one time and I, I'd stumbled upon it by accident, just, you know, on Tubi one night, you know, just being like, okay, well, you know, is there something I can watch here that's got enough time for me to, you know, fit a movie in kind of a thing. And through and I see this and I'm like, eh, maybe I got enough time. And if I keep scrolling, I'm not going to have enough time to watch anything. So I turned it on and then lo and behold, it's a Christmas movie. So uh, basically the setup is, uh, this woman takes a job babysitting for this kid during um, it, it's not on Christmas, but it said like, you know, the week before mm-hmm. I, I it, it takes place during during, you know, the season, but it's not like specifically set on Christmas. So everybody's got their decorations. Everybody's got, you know, all the lights and presents and stuff up. But she takes a job babysitting this kid. And when she, you know, goes through the motions and puts him to bed she ends up turning over to her boyfriend who decides to, you know, help her rob the place. That was the entire goal all along. 
it's not a spoiler. Trust me, this happens 20 minutes into the movie, so it's not a big deal. But it turns out that what the family has been guarding is this uh, summoning book that releases this powerful witch. And shenanigans ensue from there. So I, I really enjoyed it. I, I had tons of fun with it. Uh, again, it's not really one of the you know biggest, most brightest budget kind of a things, but I, I had a real... I mean, you know, the house is this huge, lavish, you know, ornate mansion. So it's like this really big, wealthy family. You know, you got tons of Christmas atmosphere all over the place. You've got, you know, decorations and lights. And, you know, they make use of some of that stuff for some of the witch attacks, which uh, are pretty fun and gruesome. So it, it has a lot going on for it that, you know, it, it kind of is this like, you know, mishmash of like home invasion, you know, this home invasion gone awry because the, you know, girlfriend and you know the girl and her boyfriend are there to you know rob the place and then it turns out that there's something inside the house that's you know far more dangerous than they expected and it, yeah it, like i said I, I don't really want to spoil too much just because i know that not a lot have seen it but I, I like i said i i really enjoy this one and it's uh you know again it's not on christmas but it's close enough that i i, I think it counts so yeah my number nine is the night sitter yet another one that i haven't watched Hmm. I mean, yeah, like I said, it was on to be the last I saw it, so. All right. Well, uh, God bless Tubi because <laughs> everything's accessible because of them. Uh, uh, yeah, it sounds it sounds like it would be right up my alley. So I'm definitely going to put that down on my list and give it a watch. Um, All right. Going into mine, you had your schlocky one and now I got my schlocky one. Um I just consider this one to be a classic at this point. I think most of us agree. Um, Jack Frost. Uh, <laughs> so I I know people who don't like it, and and we don't need to talk about the, the sequel at all. <laughs> uh, but Aww, can we? <laughs> I don't mind it. A lot of people don't like it, but <laughs> I, I I really like the sequel too. <laughs> uh, but uh, what's not to love about a notorious serial killer? you know, getting out of his, out of his cell, like Michael Myers or getting out of his truck, like Michael Myers and, 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 and somehow getting turned into a, a, a snowman, you know, and going on a killing spree. What's, I don't really see anything that's not to love about that. Um, it's, it's not a perfectly made movie, but if you're watching Jack Frost, I don't think you're looking for a perfectly made movie. Um, so yeah, I I adore this movie. It's um, a yearly watch for me. Um, and uh, frankly, I think the Michael Keaton one is also scary, too. I'm just going to put that out there. I remember watching it once, and I don't remember much about it. Um, I, I remember a few gags here and there, but not a lot of it sticks out. Um like I said, I, I do remember some of it. I, I do remember seeing uh, some of the, uh, you know, some of the, you know, family interactions and a lot of the, you know, stuff that kind of gets, you know, spoofed in some of the later stuff. But, yeah, I, I do remember watching it. I, I don't remember much else about it. I, I, I you know, I'm also one of, I can say this, I've regretfully never tried the uh, switching trick that a lot of people seem to have wanted pulled uh, back at that time. I, I can say that I never tried it, so. Oh, <laughs> what the switching trick? 
where you um, put the uh, family where you swap the labels. So the family oh, that thinks yeah. they're renting the family friendly one gets the horror movie, and then the one yeah, that thinks they're renting okay. the horror film gets the family friendly one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I for- I forgot people were doing that. Yeah, I I've never yeah. done that. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never done that either. So. <laughs> uh yeah, so Jack Frost um that's the what is there much to there's not really a lot to say about it either you love it or you don't. I feel like um but I'm I'm personally a big lover of that movie. Yeah, I I'm a fan. It's on my honorable mentions. Um just because I, I think there's a few that I like a little bit more, but yeah, overall it's still a fun time. So I'm not entirely mad at it. It, it, it it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a blast. All right, so uh, we'll move on to uh, my number eight, and uh, I, I guess this is kind of a little bit of a running theme here, where we use the uh, cheesy, schlocky films kind of to. Uh, you know, just pile on the uh, back end of the list. So I, I figure we might as well just end the uh, the schlocky stuff with uh, one of the all-time best uh, schlocky, you know, schlocky Christmas horror films. And I went with Santa Slay. And the whole idea of Goldberg as Santa Claus on a massacre slaughtering people is just gold. <laughs> I don't care who you are. <laughs> that is just fun. <laughs> the cheesiness the one-liners the you know just absolute insanity that goes on trying to make this plot make sense and you know this whole thing with the you know santa claus being condemned to being a good guy for a thousand years and he's now able to run loose and just you know slaughter people at will and again it's goldberg (laughs) i i mean you know yeah this is just you know goofy fun at its best i i have an absolute blast with it and, you know, everybody always says you want murderous Santa Claus slashers. Well, here's one of the best. So, yeah, my number eight, Santa Slay. I mean, this movie had me uh, as soon as I knew that it was Goldberg playing Santa, like you said. I was just like, <laughs> I'm in. I don't care what happens. I just want to see this. Uh, and and it is it is the perfect, um, perfect rendition of like that schlocky uh, kind of Santa slasher you know movie and <laughs> i mean it, it's obviously there's ones that everybody knows better but this one is just this one is an honorable mention of mine but i i do really like this movie <laughs> all right so yeah moving on to uh your number eight all right speaking of santa slashers um not really an actual santa claus but um close enough this is probably the newest one on my list um, and I have a couple that are, that are, you know, relatively new, but, um, this one is Christmas bloody Christmas, um, from last year. So if, if anyone hasn't seen this yet, it's basically about a, um, robotic Santa Claus at a toy store that goes haywire and begins a killing spree. Um, and, uh, and this movie really had me at robotic killer Santa Claus, um, and and also, if you're a fan of Rob Zombie movies, this really does feel like if Rob Zombie made a Christmas movie. It's got some of the actors that he works with, like Jeff Daniel Phillips, um, and it and it. I mean, the cussing. And if you if you you know you like Rob Zombie's dialogue, then you're gonna really like this movie. Um, and I'm a I'm a big Rob Zombie fan, so that really stuck out to me. 
Um, so this one's really grown on me in the last year. Um, and I'm really excited to give it, you know, another yearly watch. Yeah, um, I remember watching it last year, and I really, really liked the first two-thirds of it. Uh, I think the third act kind of just becomes a little repetitive. Um, I mean, that's like my main thing against it, but... Yeah, I I really like it. There's some you know some fun scenes in there. The you know the main massacre sequence at the hall at the house where the you know the other couple are in the you know apartment across the way and you know everything happens there at the same time. Yeah, there um, I I really like that part. Yeah, not on my list, but I I have enough fun with it that it's uh, you know it's a good time overall. Yeah, and I'll I'll agree a little that I think the the ending is a little like too long and repetitive especially once we're in that final act um but that's about the only criticism that i personally have of it um yeah same yeah same for me yeah yeah same for me pretty much yeah yeah all right so uh yeah we'll move on to uh my number seven and uh this will probably be the uh start to some of the more serious uh films instead of the uh schlockiness that we left behind uh you know the first couple of uh, entries but uh, my number seven is uh one that i'm i'm a little bit lower on than a lot in the community so this could probably be higher for some but for me it's number seven i went with better watch out okay yeah uh it's still a fun time i i still really like it uh i i do have some issues with uh, a lot of the interactions kind of bordering on you know unrealistic where you know how is this supposed to play out where nobody gets caught and you know how nobody comes to find out what's happening to you know everybody that you know like the whole thing just takes place and it just feels like it just it's a little unrealistic but I, I i still really like a lot of what happens in here i i still really enjoy the chemistry between everybody i still like a lot of you know it gets a little icky in places where you don't really expect it to be. And I'm a huge fan of films that do that. So, uh, you know, bonus points for me there, but I, I, I still really enjoy the aesthetic. I still really like the way that it, you know, uses the Christmas atmosphere to its, you know, an advantage, you know, it uses the, you know, infamous sequence from home alone and they actually literally try it out. And, you know, it's something that can only happen during the holidays but overall yeah I, I'm, I'm a little lower on it than some but it, it's still really good and like i said this is the start of the more serious stuff where it's you know not the goofy schlock but it's a lot more of the you know the infamous kind of the, you know the, the good stuff rather than uh, a lot of the goofy cheesy stuff so yeah um number seven for me is better watch out yeah you'll be hearing about this later on like um, i said it, i figured some will <laughs> some are going to have this a little higher on it yeah. than me yeah i i will agree like just real quick i will agree that i think that it relies heavily on well, what we would call like movie logic how he gets away with it um and, and all that and, and, and get away with it quote unquote um right yeah get away with it yeah like he, we don't really know what's going to happen at the hospital and, and i've always kind of wondered but you know um I'm I'm a huge fan of this movie, so we'll be talking about it later. I figured somebody would probably have it higher than me. Ah, um, so my number seven 
I really didn't want to put two from a franchise on here, but I really just couldn't find any other way of getting out of it. Um, so my number seven is Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Initiation. Um, I I was surprised how much I liked this movie, because I was like, I don't know. Um, I, I'm not a fan of Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Um, I don't uh, think at, anyone is. No, nobody is. But, well, you got some people. It, it, it's it's weird. But uh, And three was okay for me, but four really did it. And I think it really has to do with the fact that um, it's directed by um, Brian Yuzna. And then it is got Screaming Mad George doing the special effects. I think everything um, fits in and it brings in the, uh, you know, witches and sacrificial ceremony. And I like the idea of like witches and, and, and Christmas time and all this. There's just so much. Um, I, I could, I could do a whole episode on just this movie. Um, there, there's just so much that I liked and it's, it's rather new watch for me. It's only been a few years since I, I first watched it, but it's, it's worked its way up. Nice. Yeah. I, I have a lot of love for this one. It's another one of my favorites. Um, just missed off my honorable mentions list but yeah overall i i really enjoy this one i think there's uh you know it has a lot of fun going through some of the you know unconventional roots with the storyline yeah i i'm a big fan of that one as well it's another really really fun one so yeah surprisingly fun too i i really i i'm glad i gave it a shot (laughs) (laughs) yeah cool all right, so uh, my number six. Uh, this is another newish one. I think it's only uh, 2020 or 2021. Uh, I don't remember for sure, but uh, I remember watching this one and I was really kind of impressed with uh, how it plays out just because it's not the usual norm that we get with uh, Christmas horror movies. A lot of the stuff is either santa slashers or krampus knockoffs or you know something like that that usually you know takes place so i was kind of impressed that this one kind of went against the norm and uh, my number six is the advent calendar so um yeah this one was uh i believe it was shutter uh, i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it was a shutter um original or exclusive or whatever they want to call it uh you know that stuff escapes me but uh basically it's about a woman who uh receives this strange uh chest um this advent calendar and as she goes through it she ends up realizing that each of the special gifts she pulls out ends up relating to the deaths of somebody that she knows and she has to stop the curse before december 25th which is when she will die due to the curse and I I thought it was really original. I thought it was really unique and uh, didn't, you know, played by a lot of the established norms that a lot of holiday horror films had gone with. It did something uh, creative and unique. There's uh, some genuinely chilling set pieces in here. Some of the deaths and uh, outcomes are uh, gruesome and don't really have a uh, necessarily all that. I I don't want to say that they're over the top to the point of being um, ill ludicrous but that's kind of the mentality that they have where they look like genuine accidents but yet they feel you know they're a little bit more built up than that so there's kind of like the supernatural element to them 
And yeah, I, I really enjoy this one. Uh, it's, you know, probably one of my favorite modern um, Christmas horror movies. And again, it's something that doesn't, you know, do a Santa slasher or, you know, somebody that dresses up like a Santa and, you know, go on killing people. It's not, you know, a cheap Krampus knockoff with, uh, you know, some plastic creature rounds, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, um, if you haven't seen it, I like I said, I believe it's Shudder, but um, number six for me is The Admin Calendar. You know, I'm really glad that you have this one on your list because it is an honorable mention of mine. Um, it 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 very it came very close to being on the list. Um, this is a great movie, and like you you kind of pointed out, it was a it has a refreshing um, no refreshingly no ties to Santa Claus um, and no real slasher um, to it. Um, and I think that that like made it ref- re- refreshing. And also like I was thinking about it, and I was like, there's not many movies that deal with the advent calendar as a concept uh so like that that felt refreshing and new to me um so yeah i love this movie it's i think it's great nice all right so uh yeah you're number six all right so from six on for me is when we start getting into like you were saying the more conventional ones um so for number six um i have gremlins so Gremlins, <laughs> everybody, everybody, I feel like everybody loves Gremlins. Um, so there's, it's not really any surprise that one of us would have Gremlins on there. Um, but it's just, it's just such, so much fun. Um, and you can't go wrong with Joe Dante, um, really. Uh, and it's really just such a good, good story about like, you know, make sure you follow rules of, you know, things that you own, take care of them, all that stuff. Um, but also just no one's there to, to learn a lesson. We're all there to see the gremlins, you know, just ravage this whole town. Um, so, yeah, my number six is uh, gremlins. And I mean, if you haven't seen gremlins, pause this and go watch it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an honorable mention for me uh, just because uh, it's one of those on the border genre films you know, is it horror? Is it not kind of a thing? And I I was debating it for too long. So I was like, meh, if I'm thinking this much about it, I I don't really know if I can include it, but yeah, I, I I still really like it. I I still have a, you know, fun time with it. Great time, great, you know, characters, uh, you know, the gremlins themselves in either form are a lot of fun. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, it, it holds up really well. So I mean, yeah, it's an honorable mention for me, but I, I'm definitely all on board with it. Yeah, I also had the same debate that you had. I just, I yeah. just went the opposite direction. Um, I, I and, totally understand that. And yeah, I, I mean, if I would have been a little bit more lax with, you know, it has to be a horror film, I would probably have put it on my list if I was, you know, if I didn't have that on there. But yeah, um, I, I mean, if we were doing just, you know, all time Christmas movies, this is definitely one on my list. But you know, Christmas horror movies. That was kind of like the dividing line. I figured if I'm thinking this much about it, it's probably not. So yeah. I, I left it as an honorable mention. But I, I mean, yeah, Christmas movies. It's you know top five. If it's Christmas horror, I'm leaving it as an honorable mention just because it doesn't cross over. But 100% not mad at anybody that includes it. It's definitely worth your while. Yeah, and, and one of the things that I love about it, and I think um, one of the reasons why I like to include it 
in the discussion is I think it's a great gateway film um, for people to get into the genre in general. So like I, you know, I, I, we could, we could sit here and talk all day about whether it's, you know, or not. Everybody has a different definition, but I just love the movie. I love giving it some love. Um, yeah. So yeah. And yeah. And uh, spoiler alert for an upcoming show, this topic and this film will definitely be breached again. So stay tuned uh, somewhere later down the season. So yeah. Um, yeah. We're, I'm doing a gateway horror this year and uh spoiler alert this one will make my list in that topic so oh absolutely yeah no yeah doubt. the i i made me um not necessarily even giving another spoiler warning when i say top three in that regard so yeah absolutely yeah that, I, it, it would I, be I don't think that'll I, I don't think that would be a spoiler at all to say that uh your gateway horror gremlins is top three uh, yeah. Saying any more than that will probably spoil the show, but um, uh, again, I'll leave you that to discover later on this season. So, awesome. All right, yeah, we'll move on to our top fights, and I was really debating how high this one should go. Um, I, I wanted to put this one a little bit lower, but the more I thought about it, the more I came to decide that this one was placed pretty much accurately, and. I, I love this movie. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I'm a proponent of it almost every December or uh, every July when people do Christmas in July kind of a thing. But uh, I went with All Through the House from 2015. All right. So, yeah, uh, this is, uh, you know, like you we were saying earlier, it's another Santa slasher. But uh, it's about a woman who uh, arrives at a friend's house to help her uh, get through the holidays. She's... Well, she thinks she's disabled, but uh, to say any more than that would be a spoiler. But she arrives to help her friend out through the holidays, you know, decorate, help her make cookies, you know, house sit and all that traditional kind of stuff. And she ends up getting stalked by this masked killer wearing a, you know, Santa mask who uh, begins killing anyone and everyone that comes near her or the house. And... I, I really enjoy this one. Uh, I, I have a lot of fun with it. It's, you know, n- nothing original. It's, you know, mass man, you know, having a fixation on somebody and driven to the point of absolute, you know, murder and mayhem to try to be together with her. I mean, it's a plot that's been done thousands of times over. But for me, the reason why it's so high is, to me, I think if we were to describe films with the Christmas aesthetic or the Christmas atmosphere, this is a top one or top two film for me. And any any aspect of the genre you want for something that it describe that displays the Christmas aesthetic, this is number one or number two. And since we're doing uh, you know, Christmas horror films, the fact that this is so so steeped in the atmosphere, you know, with you know, every sequence lit up with you know house lights or tree lights or you know you've got decorations all over the place you've got you know pictures and just about everything decorating the house the walls you've got uh, you know lawn ornaments all over the place you know inside outside this thing just absolutely screams christmas and it takes you know it's one that takes place i i think it's a few days before but everything is just so loaded with Christmas atmosphere that uh, 
I, I just absolutely fall in love with it. And again, it's such a fun film that uh, there's not a whole lot here to dislike, even if you're not taking that into account. So, yeah, maybe a little bit high, but for me, I, I have such a fun time with it. I, I'm going to end up going with uh, All Through the House at my number five. Yeah, that's actually an honorable mention of mine, too. Um, uh, so I really like indie Christmas slashers, and this is right up that alley. Um, and I, I totally agree with you when you say that this film is, like, oozing with, like, the Christmas, like, atmosphere and feel. Um, and I, I just... I mean, I really want. We all really want to support indie indie horror, so it's it's really good to have like a shout out um, for that. So yeah, I agree. This is a really good film. All right. So yeah, uh, your number five. All right, and like I said, we're 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 into the you know the more traditional, probably ones that people are gonna know kind of thing. Um, I kind of already spoiled it that I had two um, from a franchise on here, so um, it's not much of a surprise that my number five is Silent Night, Deadly Night, the original one. Um, I, I I love to give this film love. I love this film. I think everybody pretty much loves this film, um, but I think it's really important to keep this film uh, in the discussion uh, when you're talking about Christmas horror because of the pushback it got. Um, with with people like Siskel and Ebert, um, and and this is really the first Christmas horror movie to to get that sort of like freak out and push back from you know more traditional people in our society who were upset seeing Santa Claus with an axe or something like that. Um, it, it's it's very basic Christmas slasher, but still Christmas slashers, Santa slashers are really really fun. Um, and then I, I'm always thinking about the pushback that people got for making this movie. Um, and I think that really like codes my enjoyment or not. I, I feel a little bit of like, they're like, Oh, why is that movie so high on your list? And I'm like, eh, kind of for spite, frankly, um, just to just be subversive. I don't know. Um, but I still really do enjoy this movie a lot. Um, now it's sequels are, are hit or miss and yeah. Uh, but this one to me is the ultimate one of these movies, um, the ultimate Santa slasher for me. Um, so yeah, my number five is silent night, deadly night. All right. And we will see this, uh, show up a little bit later. So I'll, uh, talk about it then. All right. All right. So, uh, moving on to my number four, uh, this is, a complete surprise because this was a uh, first time watch last year when I was doing, you know, my Christmas horror, horror movie watches. I had no no idea that this one had slipped me by. I would have sworn up and down that I had seen it, but uh, apparently it didn't because I knew nothing about it. And when it was a first time watch, it, you know, it was like, whoa, what the hell? I've never seen this before. What happened? And I I fell in love with it. Uh, everything about it just spoke to me. Um, I'm a huge fan of just about everything in here. And uh, my number four is Anna and the Apocalypse. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, you, you do your okay, thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, if anybody knows me knows that I'm a huge zombie movie fan. 
everybody who you know listens to this show will hopefully know how much of a holiday horror movie fan I am. And I absolutely love when those two things are combined together and somehow manages to be fun, despite the fact that it's a musical, which I'm not a huge fan of. But uh, this just worked for me. Um, the comedy was fantastic. Uh, the songs are tolerable. I guess I'll be charitable in that regard and say that that's, uh, you know, that, that'll be the best I'll say about them. And yeah, zombie gore, tons of, uh, you know, hilarity ensues and everything is just, you know, wrapped up in a great holiday aesthetic. So yeah, my number four, again, another one that I was a little surprised at that I hadn't seen before because I could have sworn up and down that I I had, but uh, yeah, my number four is Anna and the Apocalypse. All right. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I'm a little warmer on like horror musicals. So that that did it for me. And yeah, um, zombies, huge fan of and Christmas horror. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of. So that one that one worked for me. Um, It just didn't inch out like some of these other ones. So it's in the honorable mention range for me. But it is it is it could easily be on this list no matter what. Um, And and a lot of these honorable mentions, frankly, are you could interchange like next year this list might have more of my honorable mentions now on it and all that um so yeah i i really enjoy this one nice all right yeah (laughs) so uh uh, yeah yeah you're number four my number four is um i think it's probably a classic for most people um at this point uh it is krampus or krampus if you're from kentucky where i am um so yeah, um, I I love this movie and I love love love. If you if you have not seen the naughty cut, um, you've got to see the naughty cut, the unrated version of it. It is fantastic. I love the lore. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> I love the lore. I love uh, you know I I love the creature design. I love how funny it is and the way it blends comedy with it. Um, the ending is interesting to me. Uh, I've never understood why they didn't do a sequel for it. It felt like it was setting up for one, but overall, I just, I'm, I'm a huge, uh, Krampus guy anyway. Um, just in like folklore and everything. So it just worked for me. Um, and yeah, I really, really, really like this movie. Yeah. We will uh, see that one a little bit later. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely on board with a lot of what you said. So, yeah, we will uh, see that one in just a bit. All right. All right. So uh, we'll move on to number three. And this is going to be, out of everything on here, the one that I get the most shit about. And this is because when I say the name, you'll probably know which, you know, you'll probably think which one I'm talking about. But I'm actually not. So when I say my number three is Black Christmas, I don't mean the original. I mean the remake, the 2006 remake, the okay. 2006 remake. Yeah, I I unabashedly love the remake. I, you know, I well, first remake. God, that feels so weird to say. I, I still can't bring myself to do it. But yeah, the first remake of Black Christmas. I don't know what it is. This spoke to me. Um such a stupid silly storyline but they go for it the setup is uh, you know cheesy you know in all of its glory 
But man, it, it goes for the kills. It goes for, you know, the over-the-top brutality. It goes for the Christmas atmosphere. And I, I, I don't know why this one just speaks to me. And for some reason, whatever it is, I'm not a fan of the original. I don't think it's all that... Uh, I don't think it's all that everybody makes it out to be. I think it's kind of, it, it shows its limitations a little bit. It's a little talky. It's a little kind of slow and draggy. There's some good stuff there. Don't get me wrong, but I much, much, much prefer the remake. So number three for me is the first remake of Black Christmas. Or I guess I should probably start saying it's Black Xmas, but uh, yeah. that, that just doesn't really bring off the, uh, roll off the tongue like uh, you know Black Christmas does. So this one for me is 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 kind of complicated because I guess my I'll start with this. My hot take with these movies is I like all three of them, uh, and I get shit for that all the time actually, um, because I like them all three for different reasons. Um, and for this one it's just such a it's, I, mean, I love early 2000s just sleazy slashers the, the kind of grimy feel to it um it's just fantastic um and yeah this one this one delivers on that uh that sleaziness and griminess that i want um from my early 2000s slasher so yeah i'm i like this one well Cool. All right. So, yeah, move on to uh, your number three. All right. Number three. Um, I see this one getting a lot more love now. Um, and I, I'm really glad it is because, um, I mean, I think if you're like into Christmas horror, you know it really well. And it's like, you know, one that people love. Um, but it didn't seem like like a lot of people that were just kind of casually into it um, knew about it. And that is Christmas Evil. Um, so Christmas Evil is basically just Taxi Driver, but a guy dressed as Santa Claus. Um, it, people can argue that, but, you know, it's it's basically true. Um, and for me, that is a plus. I love that. I love watching The Descent. Um, uh, I love watching him have his, like, breakdown and and just kind of just building up to what what's going to happen um i get that some people might not think that there's enough going on here but for me it is that watching that character develop and the character study of him um and, and you could just tell the madness is there um and has been there so yeah uh, for me christmas evil is number three Nice. Uh, another honorable mention for me. Um, I have one left, which I hope to be able to say. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm down to one now, and I'm kind of nervous, but I, I think I should be safe. I, I, I like it. I think it's a little, you know, too psychological thrillery for me, but I, I do like the madness, the descent. I do like the mentality. I do like a lot of, you know, what he does, you know, how he snaps and builds everything up. Maybe if it had a little bit better of an ending, I'd probably be a little bit more, you know, warmer to it. But I, I, I still enjoy it. I still think there's enough to like there. And yeah, I mean, like you said, it's still got, you know, a fun, really, it's got a really intriguing, you know, main character to it. And his, you know, madness is kind of established pretty well. So I, I do like that aspect of it. But yeah, it's uh, honorable mention for me. And like I said, I've only got one left, which I hope to be able to say. I think you'll be all right. I think you got I, that one. 
I think so too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, nice one. Um, so yeah, we'll move on to uh, number two. And uh, if you've been playing along, this should be uh, not necessarily obvious, but uh, I think maybe the placement will be just a little uh, different than what you expect. But uh, number two for me is well, the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. And uh, I'll say this. The only reason why it's not number one is I think the pacing in the first half is a little bit too repetitive. And, you know, it, it you know hammers home how much he was uh, mistreated in the asylum, all of the psychological issues that build up inside. We don't need 45 minutes of that. We get it by like the half hour mark. We know what's going on with him. We know he's ready to snap. We know what's going to happen. Just get to it. But. Man, once it does, this movie is just an absolute blast. I, I love just the rampage that goes on, everything that takes place in, you know, the various houses, you know, attacking, you know, the, the couple in the pool basement, the, you know, encounter with the kids out sledding, you, you know, meeting up with the little girl who thinks she he's the real Santa. All that stuff is just so much fun. And, I, you know... It's like you said, it's the original Santa slasher kind of a prototype where the the stuff that come before wasn't really like truly Santa slashery, but this is the one that really legitimately put the emphasis on him dressing as Santa, even if he's not really he thinks he's Santa, but he's not really kind of a thing. So I mean, like the psychological issues that kind of take place there, kind of you know, just enough to shift it away from that. But yeah, just as a whole, it's a fun you know. It's just a fun slasher, and uh, I have just an absolute blast with it. So, yeah, number uh, two for me is Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, everything you said, and then and then adding on what I said before, I think that this has got this is great placement for it. Um, top five voice for me, uh, and like I said, yeah, we wouldn't have half the movies we're talking about without this movie. Um, so yeah, I I have a lot of respect for this movie and the and the people who made it. Um, and it's just a fun time. Uh, so yeah, yeah, great, great placement. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So uh, number two for you. All right, number two for me. You've been listening. You know that this has been coming up for a while, and that is better watch out. So I love this movie. Um, sometimes I put this movie at number one, uh, and I I go back and forth. Uh, I just love it. I, I, I don't know what it is about it. I guess I really love when people play on Home Alone. Um, and, and that really like speaks to me for some reason. I don't know what it is. I like Home Alone pretty well, but it's not like my favorite movie. I just think it's really fun to kind of riff on it. Um, this does it really well. And then I really, I am a home invasion person. I think that they can get pretty repetitive, but I like, I like a, a twist in it. Um, and then when I get a twist, I really like Home Invasion. Um, and I think this does that well. Um, I like watching people watch this movie um, who don't know the twists, which we I will not spoil. Um, but if you have not seen this movie, watch it with someone who has seen it so they can see your reaction. Because it is if you do if you don't predict it, which I mean, you could predict it. It's not like unpredictable, but. If you don't predict it, it will be a shocker, in my opinion, for you. Um, so, yeah, uh, my number two is Better Watch Out. Nice. Uh, as we said before, it's the start of the serious ones. So, yeah, definitely in a good company. 
Oh, yeah. All right, so uh, I guess that means that the uh, other cat is out of the bag. My number one is Krampus. Um, I am, as you said, specifically basing this off of the naughty cut version, not the theatrical version, which could potentially have been uh, number one on this list anyway. But um, that extra, the extra emphasis that we get in the naughty cut is uh, a lot more tantalizing and I really, really, really regret that we didn't see that in theaters. But um, e- either way, this is this is fantastic. I, I I love the folklore. I love the established setup of the family. I love all of the various interactions that we get with all of the you know the means of how Krampus is called upon. In, you know, the interactions with the various creatures at his disposal are just. Oh God, they're so much fun. Uh, they're you know just so creative, and you know it plays up the Christmas atmosphere and the Christmas you know aesthetic just incredibly well. And you know then again you know you add in all that extra fun stuff that we get with the naughty cut. So win win on that front as well. So one Absolute. is Krampus. <laughs> awesome, yeah, that's that's great. I love it. I love having it there. Uh, it is. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Like you said, the naughty cut just makes it so much better. Uh, yeah, I I understand why. I I just I really regret that that wasn't the theatrical version. It's a little disappointing. Yeah, I understand why, but uh, yeah, it's a little. I, I I would really wish that we would have gotten that version in theaters, or maybe as like a special engagement to like you know, be like a yearly thing that you know it plays you know just maybe like during the holiday season, just kind of like as a special touring thing before it came out just to kind of like you know email make the extra money or put that back out there but i mean yeah it's still great you know even if it wasn't the if i wasn't doing that version i would probably still put it one or two depending on you know the film itself as a whole so yeah well you know we're only a couple years away from uh the the 10-year anniversary so maybe they released the naughty cut in theaters that would be nice that'd be a good one yeah i can definitely see that yeah. All right, my number one. <laughs> I think it's funny because you you already said you don't like it, <laughs> which which is fine. It's a, I just think it's really funny um, when this happens. But my number one is the original Black Christmas. Um, I, I put it there for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a little slow, but um, what what it did for slashers. Um, without this movie, we wouldn't have any of these movies. I don't think. Uh, maybe minus a couple. Um, and it's it's I really debated putting this here because I the, the Christmas part of Black Christmas is not a huge aspect. You get the feel of it, but it's not like it, it really is just kind of a, a you know a sorority slasher. Um, but to me, it really really sparked this you know this craze that that would be you know kind of codified with with halloween um and then now we can look back and go this is where a lot of the original christmas horror comes from and then it's been remade i would say it's been remade once uh the 2019 black christmas has nothing to do with this storyline um i i don't hate that movie but it, it does not have anything to do with this um but yeah i love it i love the imagery i love the way it's shot um, I think it's, it's got some of the most iconic shots in it. 
I get why some people don't like it. I get that it can be a little um, slow. Um, maybe not everyone's type, but for me, it's 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 number one. I'm not mad at it. Um, like I said, it's I I respect it, but I I'm just I'm not a fan, especially in this context where I mean, like you said, we're counting down like you know Christmas atmosphere, Christmas horror movies. It doesn't really have that kind of a feel. I mean, there's a few instances here and there, but it doesn't really play up that kind of atmosphere the way the remake does. So, I, I mean, I, I don't like I said, I, I don't hate it. You know, there's still a lot I like about it. It's just not for me. So, yeah. I, I, I don't I, I, I get where you're coming from. It's just, you know, like I said, it's just not for me. So. Yeah, I'm just trying to wait it on um, what personal importance and, and all that stuff. If I was going for for strictly atmosphere, it would probably be something like like Krampus, you know, something that, right, that truly yeah. has like that like white out outside and and the feeling of the warm fire and all that and inside. But um, just I, I do love this movie and I think it's an important movie. Uh, I get why people don't like it. I get why people don't want to call it a Christmas movie even, um, but. Yeah, for me, it's it's a yearly watch, number one. So. Nice. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. What is what what is that honorable mention you were waiting on? Okay, so uh, the honorable mention that I have, um, and this is not necessarily one that I again expect a lot of people to uh, know about, but I went with a film called Sleigh Bells, and again, it's another really goofy one, but. Um, so basically, it's about this uh, troop of models who are trying to do this uh, photo shoot in this abandoned amusement park. And they realize that the entire reason why it's abandoned is that the owners decided to somehow manage to create a portal that brought the Krampus into our world. That Krampus was this fictional being, you know, it, it uses the same folklore as the other the traditional Krampus folklore, but it's it's sent to another dimension. And the previous park owner managed to find a way to bring it to, back to our dimension. And it was the reason why the park had been abandoned. And so when they decided to shoot, to do their photo shoot there, they ended up releasing it. And now because of this ancient curse that, you know, they who brought it out must be the ones that put it back. They have to go out and, be the ones that have to take Krampus down. So, um, yeah, it, it's kind of goofy. It's kind of silly, but I, I really like it. And uh, again, it's not necessarily the best, but it, it still has a lot of Christmas atmosphere because everybody's all decked out and, you know, slutty, you know, elves and, you know, slutty, you know, Mrs. Claus outfits. And I, I mean, you know, there's also the fact that, uh, Oh God! I had his name for a few seconds ago, and I was just totally blanked on it. Um, uh, it's the guy from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, uh, Barry Bostwick. Bostwick. Why was I always I always blank on the guy's name? Yeah. Um, he plays Santa Claus. Um, for a walk-on cameo. So. Huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like I said, it's kind of goofy and kind of silly, but. Uh, yeah, that was uh, the one that I was kind of hoping on, holding on to that uh, wasn't going to be mentioned. And uh, I guess it's uh, safe to say that, uh, yeah, 
you know, if you if you enjoy the you know sillier and cheesier kind of stuff, this is definitely one that uh, you'll it'll fit right in with. So I'll write that one down because yeah, that's I've never even heard of that one. Sleigh yeah. bells like S L A Y. I'm assuming, right? Right, and then bells like the bell of the ball kind of a thing. Yeah. So it's B E L L E S. Got it. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Awesome. Right. Yeah, another two B pick just in case. So. <laughs> Love to be man, to be to be. It just gives you. It can give you stuff that you've never seen, and if you need to find something that you can't find anywhere else, it's there. You know, it's it's a fantastic site. I love it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, I guess that leaves your honorable mentions. Uh, we did all mine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mainly, uh, it, you know, I I have a lot of love for christmas horror so there's i you know i could just be like oh yeah this is an honorable mention all the time um but yeah the the big okay, one well, do what okay i was gonna say um if that's the case then uh, there is one that i can mention um it wasn't on my honorable mentions list but i can see why some would and that is the silent night remake the one that's just called silent night silent night yeah yeah, I completely forgot about that. I like that one. Yeah, I mean, that could be an honorable mention. I mean, you know, we mentioned the rest. I mean, you know, just to, you know, throw another title out there. But, yeah, that's another really fun one that's kind of uh, slept on. So. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that that's a really, that's a really good movie, too. And, and it's it's right in that time period that I really, really enjoying the, like, way these films are being made and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, good list. I liked your list. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. Uh, kind of uh, fun that we didn't um, match up. Like, we, uh, I, I figured we would have a few more that, you know, we would be kind of close on. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad that we didn't have as uh, many crossovers as we did. So, yeah, it was a fun time. It was it was a blast. Yeah. All right. So uh, go ahead and let everyone know where they can uh, find you and uh, your work online. All right. So, um on X, formerly known as Twitter, whatever you want to call it, um, I my personal one is at Hale Cunningham, H A I L Cunningham, um, and then our podcast is uh, the Bloodlust and Bourbon Podcast. Um, we're a Kentucky-based podcast um, where I live, and you can find us on Twitter X, whatever, um, at at Bloody Bourbon One, um, and then you could use that. To find us on Blue Sky, um, and then on Facebook, we would just be the Bloodlust and Bourbon Podcast. So, yeah, um, that's about all I'm doing right now uh, is the podcast. So go check it out. Um, where you're gonna have, we're gonna be doing kind of a side episode coming up on uh, Bad Santa. Um, just kind of doing like a joke one, you know. <laughs> And then, nice, yeah. And another then we've got one our of, Christmas. Yeah, another one of those. If we were another one of those, if we were doing uh, Christmas movies, that one would have been on my list. So. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. If we were doing regular Christmas movies, yeah, it would okay. be on my list. One hundred percent. Um, but yeah, and then after that, we'll have our Christmas episode. Um, and be doing our countdown of our favorites of the year. So yeah, that's what we are doing. Cool. All right. Well, I will have everything linked down below in the show notes for you to check out and follow along. So once again, 
thank you for for joining me. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time with a new topic. So take care. Bye, guys.